and welcome back to Cocktails and Classics. I'm Dylan, joining me is Ben Cam, and this week we're taking a look at the 2017 horror film Get Out. To kick things off and get everybody in the right mood, we're going to go to this week's cocktail, the Iced Tea Cocktail. It's really... Really trying to find something to tie in the uh, tea scene that, uh, spoilers, of course, you're listening to a movie review podcast, so, um, in the film, uh, Rose's mother hypnotizes Chris, like, using a a spoon hitting the side of a teacup, so I was like, ah, it's a beverage, let's lean into that a little bit, so I was trying to find something and trying to keep it summery, you know, it's June right now as we're recording this, so so in like a Collins glass, you're gonna take eight ounces of iced black tea, one and a half ounces of honey whiskey. They used a wild turkey American honey whiskey, and then it's kind of like a blank slate cocktail, I would almost say. They say you can use some lemon, some mint leaves to uh, garnish. I feel like you could also squeeze that lemon in there. Express a little mint, muddle a little mint. You could really s- spice this up and zhuzh it up however you want. I used uh, sweet tea, the uh, Alabama boy in me. <sighs> nah, I just we didn't have really, we didn't have black tea, so I sent Hannah to the store and she was like, "They have this." I was like, "Sweet tea works, I guess." I, I <laughs> wanted unsweet, but you know, it. I mean, it helps cut through the. Uh, I just use bourbon. Since I was like, oh, I don't really have honey whiskey, I was gonna just put honey in there. I just cut out the honey. So what you're saying is you didn't do any of this. Hey, black tea and whiskey, dude. Whatever. That's that's what I did. I've done. <laughs> I've done. Uh, not this time around, but I've done um, iced tea and then like peach whiskey. You could really use any flavored whiskey to yeah. make this kind of your own thing. But it was really good, like a peach iced tea. Um, that shit was fire. But yeah, I think this is really one that. Take it and make it your own, you know? You don't have to do exactly as as we tell you to do. Be an individual. Must. Let me get my little tea glass out here and spin the rim. And you must. Uh, but no, I, th- I, think the, I think the flavored whiskey is crucial, though, because of the 10% less alcohol by volume that's in the flavored whiskeys. Because uh, in regular bourbon, that's a lot more. You're getting a lot more. A lot more kick. Dylan about to be turned. <laughs> Dylan's already in the sunken place. Oh my god! <laughs> so if you want to make one of these baddies, check the show notes below and get your your recipe and use it as a loose guide. I would say to make yourself an iced tea cocktail. Enjoy it out on the out on the porch, or enjoy it while you're watching. Get out. This week's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. Ben and Cam, you know, they live up in Michigan. I'm down in Georgia. We've got uh, Electric Forest this weekend and uh, Music Midtown. Big Atlanta festival's coming up soon. And so to prepare for your festivals and festival season, you know, you got to think about your outfits. You got to think about your long hours dancing, partying, hot temperatures. And you want to rehydrate efficiently. And that is essential. So Liquid IV has you covered while you prep before whether you're going to power through that headliner and you're going to recover after the weekend. 
One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. They're made from premium ingredients. They're non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. What I love most about liquid IV is the variety of flavors that you can get. My personal favorite is strawberry lemonade. That's very convenient. You know, if you're packing just for the day, or you're packing for a festival, the little sachets, you can easily throw them in a fanny pack in your pocket, and all you gotta do is throw them in your water. And if you wanna try out Liquid IV, head to the link below in the show notes, and you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Cocktails and Classics. That's Cocktails A N D Classics at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order. When you shop Better Hydration today using promo code cocktails and classics at liquidiv.com. Thanks again to Liquid IV for sponsoring this week's episode. Get Out. It's a 2017 horror film directed, written by Jordan Peele. Uh, currently sits at 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It's the story of a young African-American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend where his simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. I would say, I guess. It's hard to give a description of this movie without giving it all away. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like, Get Out was nominated for four Oscars, uh, Best Motion Picture of the Year, Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role, Best Achievement in Directing, and Best Original Screenplay, which it won. Stars Daniel Kaluuya, Allison Williams, Bradley Whitford, uh, Catherine Keener, Caleb Landry-Jones, Lakeith Stanfield... Stephen Root, and Little Rel Howard. That's pretty much all the big names I would say that are in it. A lot of character actors. I feel like this movie was, I was constantly like, I know that person from somewhere. Wait, I know that person. Bradley, Bradley Whitford I recognize right away, because everything I see him in, I automatically think of him as the bad guy from Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. No matter what it is. I see him and I'm like, oh hey, it's that guy from Billy Madison. <laughs> Yeah, I recognized him from, I started watching West Wing, like, a year or two ago, and I didn't finish it, but I, I recognized him from West Wing. And then Catherine Keener, like, I don't know what it is I saw her in recently, I feel like, but she, like, stood out to me, and I was like, I was like, damn, what was it that I saw her in recently? Yeah, I thought the same thing. Uh, Marcus Henderson is in uh, Tacoma FD. It's a show on, like, I don't know what, I think it's True TV, but it's the guys, two of the guys from Broken Lizard that do it. Um, so I saw him and I was immediately like, wait a minute, I know that guy. Uh, Steven Root, famously uh, Milton from Office Space. Oh, he's also Barry. Oh, no. In, or he sorry, in, he's in, he's in, no, that's not him, right? That's not him. No, but he's in on, Barry as. He is in Barry. I don't remember yes. his name. Actually, no, he is Milton in Office Space. I really? Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's surprising. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That I see it now. And then he's done a lot of voice acting work too. Uh, Bill Dotry from King of the Hill. Oh, I loved uh, Allison Williams in uh, House of Cards and Fantastic Four. Is it the new Fantastic Four? I'm just kidding. It's That's not Kate her. <laughs> I know. Oh. I know. It's a, she's <laughs> to me. She Allison Williams is like a knockoff Kate Mara. It's like a, we have a Kate Mara at home. You know. <laughs> she's out. Al- She's Brian Williams' daughter? What? How did I never put that together? 
Oh, interesting. I didn't know that either. I uh, I did enjoy how just insane they tried to make her look at the end when she's like sitting on her bed, cross-legged and all white, just sipping straight milk while she's like scouting out future boyfriends. Well, not just Top sipping straight NCAA milk. NCAA prospects. <laughs> she was True. eating Fruit Loops without colored cereal. Okay, she needed that uh, from no, it's no, it's 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 symbolism. They were Fruit Loops, all right. That's she needed the say. she needed the Crunch Cup or whatever it's called. No, you know no, no, that, the... that's not. I don't mean. I don't mean that they're not Fruit Loops. What I'm saying is. Oh, I thought you were like trying to. Eating, I thought you were just trying to give them a generic name. No, like, no, 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 fuck, no, man? no, no, no. Just let what me I'm... have this. <laughs> No, what I'm saying is that's intentional of like keeping like the white separate from the colors because they're all racist. Seems like a stretch, you know? but that's all right. <laughs> Why nothing nothing Jordan Peele does is on accident. Like nothing in there is just there because. Like you think he just put that in there just like willy-nilly. He's like, "Ah, you know it'd be kooky if she just ate some <laughs> ate some you know cereal." Crazy white you know what crazy white bitches do? They eat cereal separate from their milk. And have the milk in a glass on the side. Cam, the, no. Cam sounds like every art teacher ever right now, where you like okay, just do sure, something, and then sure. and, and then they're like, oh my wow. god, it was so great, the symbolism love, of when they I love like, the symbolism put the milk separate the, from the... I love the mise-en-scene. Listen to interviews with Jordan Peele. Nothing he does is on accident. Or at least most stuff. Like sometimes it does, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's a really that's a really neat idea. I didn't like plan it exactly that way, but but no. If you t- if you listen to stuff when he's talking about his movies, there's a lot of stuff that's not. Most of it's not on accident. Like I said, I didn't realize that's where you were going with it. Was keeping the yeah. Color I wasn't separate. trying to be like, uh, I don't thought call you just... Fruit Loops on the pod, Ben. <laughs> Idiot. I was. We don't have the, like... we don't have the rights to Fruit Loops, Ben. <laughs> I thought you were about to be yeah. <laughs> Hey, if Fruit Loops isn't a sponsor, fuck Fruit Loops. We're gonna call them generic colored cereal. No, I mean I think the whole movie is very full of like symbolism and also foreshadowing. I think I don't. I haven't watched it in a while, and this is the. I don't remember the last time I actually watched it, but this is the first time watching it where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna look while watching this movie, knowing what happens, and see if I can like kind of like figure out. You know, see see what has like either double meanings or foreshadows something later or something like that. And there is a lot. Well, I uh, I, I only seen it when it came out, and then watching it now, I was like, "Damn, I feel like I didn't pay enough attention." Yeah. To like exactly. early on in the movie when like the first little like part the party scene where they're like, "Oh yeah, we're having a party," but then it's literally everyone just like all these awkward white people fawning over his body being like, hmm, would you make a good, like, body for my husband? Body replacement. Like, oh, yeah. are you, yeah, like, oh, are you strong? What's your favorite sport? You like golf? Let me see your sweet, like, yeah. it's just so all right. uh, cringy. I, I think I picked up on that. Okay, so I didn't get it when the dad asked him, what's your sport? Mm-hmm. But when the brother brought up the MMA thing, was like, okay, this is, like why the way There's that he phrased the way that he phrased it of with a little bit of training your body would be great for this was where it was like all right this seems kind of weird and then when he 
when he meets the first old guy at the party who's like, oh, I don't golf anymore, but like, let me see your golf swing. It's when I was like, oh, this is weird. They want his body for something. Yeah. When they drop little hints of like what this of the sinister nature, um, I think the first major red flag and like. I don't know the exact word, but uh, when they go and the dad's like, man, I really hate those deer. You know, every deer you take out. Just love it. Every time I see a deer on the side of the road, it's a job well done. Like, mm, that feels a little bit racial. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like it has some racial undertones. Um, and then, a couple minutes later, when he's, like, giving Chris the tour of the house, he's like, oh, this is the kitchen. This is where, you know, we keep a little piece of my mom in here. And you go in, and the first thing you see is Georgina in the kitchen. Like, yeah, that is his mom. That is his mom. As someone watching for the first time, I picked up on that pretty quick. Like, so, okay. All right. We're going to dive into the fact that this was my first time watching this movie. Yeah. (laughs) So I had known the Armitage family is not what they seem to be. And that's pretty much it. Like, I didn't know, you know, I'd heard something about the sunken place. And I remember the meme of people trying to, like, do the weird run and then, like, straight turn while they run. (laughs) Um, Outside of that, I didn't know, like, much about what was going on. But I feel like I caught on pretty quick. I feel like they... I feel like it would have been better seeing this movie, like, right when it came out, where there were, like, absolutely no chance to know anything. Because even knowing, like, okay. But I feel like I remember in the trailers, they kind of did that, too. Where they made that kind of, like, a... They played it up like something's not right with the family. Something's going on. True. I think you get a lot of creepy vibes a lot of the time. I think... I I didn't know the entire, like, oh, they're putting people in other people's bodies right away. No. I think the first time I thought it was something like that was when... So they're showing the picture. You see the picture of the grandma and the grandpa. And then the first time you... Well, he sees Rose in the kitchen. And then before the party, he's talking to... Oh, what's his name? Um, Walter. He's talking to Walter out in the garden. And he talks really old-timey. And then he talks about, like, oh, that rose. She's like a keeper or something. Yep. Well, no, the way she said it was just, like, really old-timey. Right. Where I was just like, okay, so this dude seems like an old man. So I'm wondering, like, maybe that's... And then I was like, oh, wait, we keep a small piece of my mom in the kitchen. That checks out. That's where I realized what was going on. So then by the time Uh, the party started and they're like all looking at him like, oh, look at your arm. I was like, "Okay, yep, they are going to try to steal his body. Yeah. And even like at the party, like you can tell that's the first time many of them have seen Lakeith's guy as a replacement because he does a little like body spin. He's like, ah, look at my new body. How cool. Yeah. Yeah. When he does the whole like, oh, and kind of turns around. That's when I was like, oh, well, even when he sees. When he sees Chris there, when when Chris and what did he say his name, Logan? Yeah. When he does 
when he meets him and Logan just talks like an old white guy. This was like, okay, so he's already been, he's been replaced. I remembered in the trailer them like showing him. So I was like, okay, he's got to be something. But like I said, I didn't know it was the whole like body replacement thing going on. But as soon as that came in, I was like, okay, they put an old white guy in that. <laughs> look, look from a, from a 29 year old, old white man. I recognize old white behavior when I see it. <laughs> and that was old white man. Yeah. That was old white man. I think when I recall watching this the first time, I don't know if I immediately got the body snatcher type thing, but I think it was like, for me, one of the bigger mysteries was, okay, this family's crazy, but is his girlfriend in on it? You know, like, did she intentionally bring him up or is she like genuinely like kind of cooked out and willing to like save him? And then it becomes when you when he finds the pictures of her with previous boyfriends, when he had originally said, oh, you've never been with a black person before. You're like, ah, she's in on it. Fuck. That sucks. That sucks so bad. She tries to like (laughs) she tries to play it off, too. Where she's yeah. like, oh, oh, I don't know where the keys are. I can't find the keys. Oh. And then she like stops and she's like, I'm just kidding. Here's the keys. Can't let yeah. you leave. Well, yeah, I think at that point it's like, all right, yeah, you're just playing. Like he he knows that she's in on it and he knows that he's fucked. And he's just trying to like, I don't even know. He's trying to like somehow leave even though like it's not going to happen. Yeah, so I will say they do a good job because there was like – Throughout, there were moments where you're like, oh, she's 100% in on it. Like, when she's like, oh, so what, your phone was unplugged? Oh, what do you want me to do? Oh, you want me to go tell my dad? And then it's like, okay. I was constantly like, is she in on this? Is she not? Right. Because at that point, she's, she's like, like playing him. He's like, no, we can like, leave. We should leave. You want to leave? We should We should leave. And I was like, okay. I'll go get my bag. And I'm like, okay. well, maybe she's not. Maybe she just keeps... My thought was maybe she's hypnotized, right? Like, mm. maybe her mom's hip, like, she keeps bringing people home, and then every time, like, her mom, like, hypnotizes her, she forgets that that person exists, and then they're basically just using her unwilling, or unknowingly as bait. Yeah. They just kind of throw her out, she finds someone, they bring her back, they do this whole body snatchers thing, they repeat, they wipe her brain, they repeat the process. Uh, but when he finds the picture, I'm like, okay, this seems... This seems pretty, pretty fucked up. And then as soon as she goes the whole, like, I can't find the keys. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, you're fucked, dude. But I will give her credit. The way that she just turned that switch where she's like, I can't find the keys. I have the keys. And it was just like her face just like her face just like goes like blank of like insane person, crazy blank stare. You're like, oh, shit. Not only is she in on it, she's as crazy as the rest of them. Honestly, probably worse. Probably I feel the like worst. she just yeah. is cuz I feel like there's a certain level of like, all right, you've bought into this like idea of I don't know, everlasting life, I guess or something, but then like she just appears to be insane. As does the brother. They both just the appear to be insane. The brother comes across the brother seems insane from the minute you meet him. Oh yeah, for sure. The, the brother, I feel like he's kind of like, I feel like he's jealous that he's not getting swapped, sort of. 
I don't know because that's, that's. I mean, they're young. Like you they don't, it doesn't happen one. until you can afford it, and also you are like your your own body's failing. Because like when yeah, when Ben was talking about like the MMA thing, I was like, I feel like he wants to, and and they kind of show him like looking begrudging in the background of like the auction and stuff. I don't know that he wants to be switched, but he seems like he looks like he's been jealous of everyone that's been there. Like every time they bring someone, he just seems like he's like I. I I could be a body replacement. I don't know why they don't want very much like an, I don't know why they don't want me, but I did also not put it together. The whole, like the dad being the brain surgeon and the mom being a hypnotist. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. The fact that the dad was a brain surgeon completely kind of bypassed me. I was so focused on the mom part that when it got to the point where they're explaining the procedure and I was like, wait a minute. Oh wait, that's right. The dad's not just a doctor. He's a neurosurgeon. Yeah. This makes this makes sense now. I was writing like some of the stuff out and I thought it was kind of like so kind of like fucked that the the one guy is like, oh, I've been following your art for a long time. Like the blind art dealer then like wins the bid to get the artist because he's like a failed artist himself. He was like, oh, I never got my feet off the ground and then I went blind. So he's like basically going to use Chris's well, like art career basically. <laughs> It's almost worse than that because he did find a successful calling in art dealing despite being blind, but he wanted it all. So again, I think a lot of what Jordan Peele does is not on accident. And I think that guy represents like people who are ambivalent about the struggles that black people go through because he's like, oh, I don't like care about your skin color, man. I just want your eyes. Like, I just want to use you. I don't really care what color you are. You know, I don't care about any of that. I'm like, I'm not the bad guy here. I just want your eyes. I do think Whereas that everybody else is kind of like, definitely. Oh, black is cooler. It's you know different. He's so muscular. I want that. Yeah, black is in. When he said black I mean, is in style, is when I was like, yeah, okay, this is pretty yeah, fucked up. A lot. I mean, but a I lot of the say, movie. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Stephen Root character wanting him like, not just like. Like, I want to be able to see, so that's why I want you. But the fact that he's admired his work, and that's why, he's like, mm -hmm. that's why I want your eyes. I'll be honest, made me feel kind of bad for the fact that the blind guy, like, who loved art couldn't do his shit anymore. Like, basically, <laughs> he was self-reliant, or he was reliant on uh, his assistant to describe the stuff to him. But at the same time, I'm like, could they not just replace his eyes, but I guess you, like, get your youth back at the same time I, like I don't yeah that's like, the thing is it's like, like well the other thing is he doesn't replace, want they literally figured out how to want, place you in a fucking other body like part of your brain in another person's well, body they couldn't just the thing is though is they don't they don't just want themselves but in a new body they want everything that person is except they want control you know so like he want like it's not just like the physical eyes it's like the brain that connects to the eyes that has the eye, like the eye for art. And yeah, so, he wants he wants the guy he wants the the look to be able to look in the camera and be like that's a good picture because that's what that's what Chris does. Right, and I think a lot of that point again, all of this kind of points to I think like a critique of the fetishization of like black people and black culture by white people. Like basically, they're like oh. I am going to take your culture and appropriate it for myself and by force and also only when it benefits me entirely, you know? 
And so it seems like a lot of the movie kind of is a critique on that. I didn't realize, I think I said this last night to you, Cam, but when I was watching the movie, I didn't realize. So in the, at the very beginning in like the intro, when they show like Chris's apartment, yeah, I was like, this looks familiar. I shot a movie in Mobile, Alabama in that same like apartment complex. Yeah. So like when she opens the elevator doors, we went to the one that's like straight ahead and she turns to the left and goes to like a different apartment. Uh, like we shot in that building for another movie. I was like, Oh shit. Like I could, I didn't realize it at first. And I was like, that looks so familiar. Oh wait. Cause I was like, we were working on another movie and people on the crew had worked on get out. And when they won like the Oscar for best adapted screenplay or original screenplay, I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Are you guys excited? They're like, no, I don't care. Like, I just, I get the check, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, I wow. don't get anything from this. Like, I don't get the award. I was like, that's fair. <laughs> sure, but it still seems, you can, I mean, I don't know. It looks good on it your resume. Pretty cool. You know? still right, seems Oscar pretty cool winner. to say, I worked on this Oscar-winning movie. Yeah. Look, we're all married, but I guarantee you, if a single guy was like, oh, yeah, I worked on this Oscar-winning movie, that's probably, like, the best, the best pickup line at a bar, right? <laughs> or like the coolest way to to say what your job is. I oh I work and then on they an ask and you're movie. like, oh yeah, it was Schindler's List. They're like, mm. Mm. <laughs> uh. it was Birth of a Oscar. What's the coolest movie? Oh no! What's the coolest movie you could say? And they would. I worked on a would, success. Like, that would be the end. <laughs> on a successful movie. What was it? Boss Baby? <laughs> <laughs> Minions 2? <laughs> the, the coolest movie? I mean, I think anything trending at the time is probably... Mm. What you... Probably Marvels or something. Marvel, everything everywhere all at once probably would be good. Depending uh, on what you did. Maybe Batman. Top Gun. Top Gun, maybe. I feel like if you're like, oh yeah, I, uh, I worked on the aerial shots in Top Gun... Then I'd be like, that's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty sweet. Probably the scene that stuck with me the most, and I think most people who watch it's probably the most memorable one, is the ben, the one that Ben was talking about, the where Walter, the groundskeeper, is like running the the grandpa, I guess, as well. He's a man of many names, but uh where he's like running in the dark because you like you find out earlier that the grandfather lost to Jesse Owens and the like the what was it the 36 olympics or whatever oh but uh so it's like you know he's like running in his new body and stuff but that that like imagery of him like running and he like hits the like the small the 90 degree turn well well that but he also hits like the small beam of light so it's like you're like huh what is that and then he like runs and it's like you can even see him for like a second goes back in the darkness for a second you see him again when he hits the light again and then does that like 90 degree turn you're like Oh shit! And then what's her face? Georgina is like sitting in the window, like looking at herself in the reflection. You're just like, eh. well, she's not just looking at herself. She's fixing her her um her wig because they, they all have to wear wigs scar. because they cover the scar. Yeah. All right. I'll be honest. That was the hardest part of the movie for me to watch. The the them cutting the, into the yep. person. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know why, but like. Not necessarily body horror, because, like, you know, whatever, like, somebody 
Somebody gets their arm chopped off in a in a movie. That's fine. No mutilation. I'm I'm cool with whatever, dude. You love mutilation. Like, it's the actual get the, get, mutilation gets a two thumbs up from Dylan. <laughs> it's the you actual it, like you heard medical it here procedure stuff that like bugs the fuck out of me. Nah, man, mm. it's anything. It doesn't matter that I I know it's fake. I know it is fake. Anytime I see like even people getting like blood drawn in movies, just makes me feel like makes me feel like such a little bitch that I'm just like, huh, uh, we should feel... we should do hostile. Like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm about to faint looking at it. I'm just, it's just, oh, uh, I don't, I don't like blood. I don't like. There's I'm a scene about There's it. a scene in Hostel that still scars me to this day. That I'm like, I will not watch this movie again because of, like. One of the characters, I forget what happens exactly. I think she gets like a blowtorch to her eye until like her eyes like dangling out and they have to literally like cut her eye out. And I'm like, that's fucking disgusting. And that is like, why? I've never, I've never watched that movie again. And I will never watch that movie again because of that. Cause that, that was it. I things, I things and actual medical stuff in movies. No, no, thank you. Just like anything where it's like, putting a needle in or like like i said like you see like a needle go in and the blood come out and i'm just like why why do we have to show this you know why (laughs) although i will say i think the worst thing i've i've seen i can't remember what fucking movie it was but it was like a torture scene where they were doing like a paper cut or something like between oh everything everywhere all at once Oh my god! It wasn't a yes. torture scene, but yeah. No, but it's like to get to I, the next reason, world or whatever. For some reason, yes. yeah. Yes, they have to like create pain or what? They have to do something outlandish oh to god. get to the next place. They have to do something their character they would never do. That that one that one broke me, and I think there's been other like maybe I'm miss I'm combining two because I also think of one with like the bamboo where they've done like the. Like a war movie where they've done like the torture scenes yeah. with like the bamboo shoots. Oh god. Oh, can't it's do funny because it. like Hannah will not watch everything everywhere all at once because of that scene. Like she glanced over and saw it when I was watching it. She's like, "Nope, I'm not gonna watch it." I'm like, and "That's just turn. That's the, the movie. that's like the worst part. Like just turn your head away for a second. I it's, like it's only a few minutes I, of the movie, if even. I literally even a few minutes, like, like thirty seconds. I, I guess they do, do go around thing. trying to like. Yes. Yeah, they do it several times. But I literally did that thing where I cover my like. <laughs> I have to like weirdly look, <laughs> like cover my. So I realize the, I'm doing this. Emoji. I'm doing this on a camera. I'm doing this on a camera, so people who who don't see this, which is no one, because we don't record these video, <laughs> understand what's going on. But like when you cover your eyes. With your mm. hands, but then like you slowly and you, like, kinda, shift like, peek the hand through the one. Like yeah, <laughs> like you like you can still perfectly see what's going on, but in your head you're like, no, no, no it's safe because I can block it out if I need to. I had to do that any time that they were showing him cutting cutting into the head. I was like, no, no, this ain't me, dog. This is not me. Impaling a man with a deer, no problem with, no problem at all. <laughs> Cutting a man's, cutting a man's head open. Nope, I'm out. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if somebody gets like stabbed or like something happens, I'm I'm cool with that. It's the like, because they take time and it's like, it's like, oh, we're doing like really delicate like, like incisions and like cuts and we like remove the thing and I'm like, 
Well, that's the thing. I think Ugh, when you see like it, they it's live like, in those things, but the yes. other things happen like super quick, and it's like okay, super I'm fast. Because cool. that dude's like, even when he went to like when he when when Chris stabs the mom, I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. But watching him when he's like slowly like setting up the scalpel and go, I'm like, oh nope, I'm out. <laughs> this movie gets a zero out of ten from me, man. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look away. <laughs> it's something about taking the time and like living in that for a second you're just like ah, no 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 thanks so a couple things that i had like i i never realized that they do the classic thing where they say the title of the film and the movie yeah um when like keith stanfield like okay here's my problem a little bit picking apart the movie that this big fancy procedure literally is broken by flash on a camera you're telling me none of these people and maybe that's why they're like oh we're homebodies now but like none of these people have ever gotten a photo taken in the time where they've transitioned into this new body well it's possible they know that that's a weakness and they just don't do it true i guess but (laughs) and clearly like they have a procedure for like hypnotizing the person back down, you know, like they clearly have a procedure for like, all right, their subconscious broke out. We need to put it back down, send it back to the sunken place. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's a thing that they might know is a thing, but obviously he wouldn't know. And so they just don't encounter it often. Cause I mean, like they're like a cult. They like all just hang out in their like rich houses, like off on a bunch of land. And they all hang out with each other, and yeah, they just they don't do much beyond that. So, so, so Jim Hudson, Stephen Root's character, takes over Chris's body, and and decides to go back into photography. Wouldn't he be fucked the first time he takes a picture and the and the camera flashes? Well, it's not flashing at him, but I do agree that that could be a potential problem for but him. But couldn't that yeah. be a potential like, even though like I think- yeah, it's not flashing directly in his face, but like if he saw the flash of light, wouldn't that? I, it probably has to be like into your eyes directly, but that is like yeah. Get the full weird Men in Black treatment where all of a sudden you just don't remember where you are. <laughs> yeah. The actor that we haven't touched upon, who I thought completely stole this fucking movie, uh, and that's that's Lil Rel Howery. Yeah. Dude was absolutely fantastic. Oh, dude, th- this like started his career basically. Like he f- flew off the out of the gate after this movie yeah but he'd been he'd been in others because he was in um the comedian was a writer on conan um Drod carmichael Drod carmichael had a had a show and i think uh he was in that show um i think it was literally just named after Drod carmichael yeah the carmichael show in... from 2015 to 2017 yes yes he was in that right yeah but, like, yeah. I feel like after this is when he, like, because after this he was in Uncle Drew, Tag, Bird Box. Uh, he was in Good Boys. He was in, like, he, I feel like, got in a lot more bigger stuff because of this. Because he does. He was in Judas and the Black Messiah, again, with Daniel Kaluuya. I think that might have been more Daniel Kaluuya and less of the fact <laughs> I mean, that he maybe. Him but, and. Him and he was in Free Guy. Like, him and Daniel are apparently like really good friends. Hey, Free Guy is a good. Free Guy is a solid movie. I like Free, Free Guy. Guy was a, it's Free a fun Guy was movie. A solid movie. I have not watched movie. that one. 
it was a fun movie. It was a fun family movie. I kind of forget because there is like I mean it's a horror movie first and foremost, but I kind of forget how humorous some parts of the movie are. Yeah, I like how he doesn't fall for uh, the girl's shit. Cause like he's on the phone and like she is obviously like you know we see her view and she's like you know poker face on her side, yeah. And I feel like the audience you're thinking like man she is just lying out of her teeth and he puts it on pause and she's like he's like that lying bitch what the and they're like yes you know you <laughs> know tingle, you're not falling my TSA for it. Tingle don't doesn't fucking lie that that bitch that bitch is fucking lying. And then he goes <laughs> and like turns out he's like record record and then when she's like. I know you wanted to fuck me. And he's like, God damn it. Yeah, he's like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> Chris is my best friend. I don't want that. What is happening? Why are you saying this? <laughs> like, she's so fucking good. Damn it. Uh, she's a genius. Or, <laughs> when he just like calls like up front, when Chris calls him and he's like, I got hypnotized. Just get the fuck out of here, bro. I don't care if that, I don't care who that bitch is. She can't fix my motherfucking life. <laughs> like what if, what if they make you like a fucking sex slave and shit <laughs> and then he goes into the whole jeffrey dahmer thing he's like look oh jeffrey God, dahmer yeah. was eating the shit out of heads okay but, <laughs> but that was after he fucked the heads do you think they saw that shit coming no all right they went over there they're like i'm just gonna suck a little dick fondle little balls some shit <laughs> no no they didn't get a chance to jiggle shit because their head was off their fucking body <laughs> it's just like I'm not making this up. I saw it on A and E. Yeah, no, his character was great. And then at the end, I feel like you're like, oh fuck, there's a cop there. Oh no! And then it's him. You're like, yeah. As soon as you see him go to open the door, and the door just says transport. I was it's like, like airport yes. or something. Yeah, it says transport security administration. That's what I wanted to like bring up was like you know typically at the end of these movies you know when you see the cop show up you're like oh fuck yeah like the cop is here like it's over like it's a good thing but then because of the whole context of this movie and like you know chris is black and stuff like once the cop shows up you're like oh fuck like this This is bad bad. like it you it kind of turns that traditional like horror film like oh the cops are here it's all good but it's actually fuck they're not here uh you know like that sort of thing but then you're like, oh shit, oh shit, and then once Rod gets out of the car, you're like, oh thank God. <laughs> yeah. Now the uh, I it alleviates that like with that little bit of humor where he's like, how did you find me? You know, like oh I'm the TS motherfucking A. Like we get <laughs> shit done, or whatever. Uh, I think the ending. I mean, I'm curious what you guys think. I think the ending of this movie is so satisfying because. They don't prolong him like leaving the house too long, and they he just immediately just starts going on a tear. Like he gets out of the chair, he beats the first dude with the bocce ball, goes in, impales the dad with the with the stuff thing, kills yeah. him. Yep. Goes upstairs, takes the knife to the hand like a fucking champ, stabs her with it while it's still in his hand. It was just yeah, like, yes, was get like, him. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was re- are watching this for the first time, and I'm like watching him as he's like picking at the chair. And I'm like, then I see him like pay attention. And I'm like, so what is he? I mean, is he just realizing he can like maybe pick? I Like I was so confused. And then when they show him like asleep as the guy walks in, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, my God. I know what he did. He used, he used the chair, the, the cotton or 
cotton ball, whatever that they've gotten stuffed into the chair to make earplugs. I'm like, oh my god. Because as soon as they play the teacup and like he faints, I'm like, what the fuck was his thing with the chair? Maybe he's like thinking like I can just pluck my way through this chair and eventually I'll get out. <laughs> it's like I don't know what the, where this is going. But as soon as the son walked in with the wheelchair, I was like, oh, this completely makes sense. Baller move, Chris. Baller move. Yeah, I was waiting. Like I was like, oh, what does he do? Does he like get a spring or something out of the chair? I for, I forgot for a second. And then I was like, yeah, oh, ear, earplugs. Like, to Cam's point about how quick the movie goes, I, like, I had paused the movie for a second, and I was like, oh, man, all right, I got, like, 20 minutes left. I'll definitely finish this before, like, once we put the baby down or whatever. And I turn it on, like, and it was, like, right when they start the medical procedure, and I was like, okay, 20 minutes, let's see. I forget how crazy shit gets in the last 20 yeah. minutes. Like, yeah, like it you goes, said, like, it, it goes flies fast. through it, it's like, everyone fucking dies <laughs> uh yeah i was just like holy shit the one thing that got to me too that was just like kind of sad was watching walter after he shoots rose and then he like just immediately he takes the gun and chris just looks like oh fuck i'm screwed and then he just shoots himself is when you're just like man this dude had like minutes of getting to be his actual self again and immediately recognized, like, I don't have long before this, before the, clarity, the majority part yeah. of my brain takes back over. It's just like, that's kind of sad that, like, his his few moments of clarity is shooting someone and then having the thought to, like, if I, if I kill myself now, this person doesn't get to take over again. I mean, not only that, his suffering ends, too, right? Like, the guy, the other guy is, like explains that he's like yeah you're you're aware of everything that's happening you're just watching it stuck you're just watching it well they explain it through like the sunken places chris is like constantly it looks like he's watching a tv that's just far away that that's what that guy's life had become but it's just like so this dude's been watching somebody control his body for years literally years and then it's like all right suffering's over but I will say, okay, so that brings me to a to a question, to a question that I had. Now, with with Lakeith Stanfield's character, they basically had to like re they take him into the room to like rehypnotize. But this is it that this guy just doesn't know whether or not he's gonna turn back or like he's gonna go back to the sunken place, because realistically, I mean, technically, if they needed to re brainwash Lakeith Stanfield's character. Walter would have then technically, I mean, that's the thing they don't really explain, but would if he just been able to right. go on and he would have been him? That is a good question. I imagine that in, I imagine that what it is more akin to is more of like an emergency procedure. Like maybe they would calm down eventually. You know, like maybe they would go back to having the white person in control at some point. But since they were at the party and they needed him to not be telling Chris to leave, you know, like warning him to leave, uh, they were probably like, we need to get this under control right now. Rather than like, you know, just go home and wait it out or whatever. Uh, so, but I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I think. I mean, I think you would know maybe like. He is the he was in the dad's or the grandfather's 
the grandfather was in his brain, and so he was able to see everything the grandfather talked about and did all the time. So I guess he would probably know, like, what his outlook is. Yeah. I just don't know, because, I mean, even the... I don't... I don't know how much the grandfather would have... I mean, yes, he would have known just due to the fact that they said they've been trying to perfect this for so long. But in reality, the procedure... I mean, I guess he would have been... Him or uh, Georgina would have been, like, the first successful... Well, that's not true. They show those two. Like, those are the only two you see outside of Lakeith Stanfield, which obviously is there to kind of give you, like, from the intro scene to tie in. But... Yeah. Chris looks at, like... It felt a like lot almost of pictures. a dozen pictures. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we really don't know how we many who was the f- successful cases there have the been. First or... yeah. yeah. It's interesting seeing this movie now, seeing Jordan Peele's other movies, um... Like us, I haven't seen Nope yet, but I like I know what it's about. It's about aliens, you know. But what? I know he had a, a big. I know he had a big play in like the Twilight Zone remake or like reboot, and so it's it's interesting seeing how sci-fi this movie is, and like how that is like influenced him, and you know, kind of played into the types of movies that he makes, and really how he like brings like race um and like social commentary into you know his type of horror and sci-fi um and it's it's cool to see like the the beginnings even though it's literally five years ago that his like directorial career started but it's like i feel like he's one of the biggest names in horror right now i would say it still blows my mind because i remember this dude being on mad tv in like 2000 yeah like key and peel and now he's I mean, like yeah. he's kind of an he's one of those guys that turned into like yeah, an artist Key and peel came out i remember being like oh i remember these guys on mad tv from a decade ago and now i'm like wait a minute he's a he's making horror movies like what what the hell is going on here <laughs> and not only like is he making them but they're I knew they were all reviewed and like seen as being very good. Um, but watching it, I was like, wow, it's hard to believe that this is the same guy who gave us, uh, you know, a Aaron and Balake. Um, yeah. And now he's giving <laughs> us like super, <laughs> like super critical thinking horror movies. Um, well, and I think, I think it's a benefit because, I mean, we do get some of the, like, alleviating funny moments. They, It's not as much in us. Sometimes it happens in us, but especially in this and Nope, like, I think there's a lot of, like... Or Lil Rel Howery character screams Peel. Yeah. That one, to me, screams, like, a, a sketch comedy type character that... I'm like, okay, this yeah. this makes this part makes sense. It's like the um I mean, Lil Rel Howard's like his character Rod is like essentially the he's like the the guy who's like self aware and like scream or like the person who's watched a lot of like true crime and is like trying to like solve stuff as it's going along. I mean, I know he's like a TSA officer, so he's like probably got a 
obviously got like a, a little heightened sense of like shit shit going weird but like have you gone through an airport recently i watched a man literally as i'm trying to get on to my get to my goddamn flight i watched a tsa person with through tsa pre-check that took like five minutes to look at every single bag that passed through to the point where the tsa pre-check line took twice as long as the regular security <laughs> wow they're observant sometimes <laughs> But, uh, yeah. you know, like... There's not much evidence it's to like, show that they actually stop anything. All right, okay. <laughs> I know you're trying but, to get off yeah. the subject, but, but I won't let you. We're not going to let you. Body him. Body him, Cam. I'm not going to let you... Facts. I'm not going to let you stand the TSA, okay? I'm, I'm not even... You know, their Twitter account, or their Instagram account, where they partner with National Park Service all the time, is very funny. Whoever runs their social media... But it's always you, like TSA. you know 20 year olds yeah like props to the 20 year olds <laughs> props to the but, tsa um, people that have never actually worked in an airport way to go you guys and <laughs> the original ending chris is arrested by the police after strangling rose instead of rescuing chris rod meets him in jail and asks him for information about the armitage family to investigate but chris insists that he stopped them and everything is fine peel intended this ending to reflect the realities of racism by the time the production had begun, however, several high-profile police shootings of black people had made discussion. In Peel's word, more woke. After gauging reception at test screenings, he decided the film needed a happy ending, but felt a moment when the audience believes Chris is about to be arrested would preserve the intended reaction. I like that. Yeah, I like how it is. He, he considered several other endings, some of which are included on the DVD and Blu-ray release. In one ending, Rod breaks into the estate, finds Chris, and calls his name, but Chris responds, I assure you, I don't know who you're talking about. That is interesting. I, I do, I like this ending more because you, you do, you get both sides. I feel like you get the, oh shit, here's the cops. Like, like you assume what's going to happen, but then you also get the happy ending after that. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I, I well, like if with him more. escaping too, I think you also get the val Like, I don't, I feel like a lot of horror movies end pretty poorly nowadays. And it's nice to have one where it's like, he's just, Yep, he's killing them all. They're all dead. He's doing it to them. Ben had not seen this film, so he's the lone goob. Uh, he's going to give you a fresh rating after seeing Get Out for the first time, and Cam and I will give you a nostalgia rating and an updated rating after seeing it after some time. All right. Whew. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm, I'm pretty happy with myself for not seeing or looking into a lot about this movie beforehand, kind of going in pretty blind. Is this is this considered it's considered a horror movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I consider it as much a horror movie. I consider it much more of like a thriller, which gets pluses for me. I'm huge fan of of a thriller, even I mean kind of mystery type genre. So this movie was uh right up my alley. I very much enjoyed it. I thought they that Jordan Peele did a great job of sprinkling just enough comedy and levity into it without making it feel over the top or like, you know, it's not only a horror, but it's a horror comedy. Like, nope, I, I didn't want it to feel like that. I'm glad they, they kind of didn't, um, they didn't overuse, uh, was it rod to the point where it just felt like, ugh. Really? 
now we have to deal with like the comedic relief point. Uh, there was a, a little bit of predictability, but I will say, even with a little bit of the predictability, the the breadcrumbs in that that are left a little bit that you have to look for or pay attention to to pick up on clues of what's happening. It's a thing I really enjoy. I think that's uh, a huge, huge part of making a really good thriller or mystery movie is that it has to have something that if you go back and rewatch it, you kind of notice things that you didn't see the first time that when you know what's coming, you get to kind of pick up on. I think it really helps with, with rewatchability. The the part I enjoyed was the fact that, I mean, up until you kind of met the brother, with the mom and the dad, they did such a good job of being like, are they just awkward? Or is something weird? Like, there's times where you're like, yeah, these people seem pretty fucking weird. But then you're like, uh, you know what? Maybe they're just supposed to be like, awkward white people they're they're awkward parents like that's just what it is they're their parents meeting uh their daughter's boyfriend for the first time uh but then as you go on you realize like no you were right to get the the creeped out vibe uh this movie's really good if you haven't seen it you should get out and see it <laughs> thank you thank you wow. uh yeah, I, this honestly is probably, man, jeez, guys, this is hard. This is hard. Because I, I went into it thinking between two numbers. Between one and ten. No, two <laughs> numbers, well, between eight and nine. Um, And I think I might give it, like, a nine. Like, I think this is a really good movie. I think there's... Like, like I said, it does such a good job of blending the, the horror, but also the tension of a thriller. So yeah, if you guys haven't seen this, definitely check it out. It's worth a watch. Going in, I gave this movie an eight out of 10 and I think I'm going to leave it there. I really like this movie. What I like about this movie is it does what traditional horror does and it has a social commentary like, there's a historic thing in horror of doing social commentary within horror because it's a very easy genre to tackle some of these topics. I think this movie is probably one of the best modern horror movies, and I feel like it's very it's very deserving of Jordan Peele to have his kind of, like, seat at the table of, like, the top, horror directors right now because i would probably put i'd probably put jordan peele there i'd probably put ari aster who did like hereditary and midsummer and then i'd probably put like robert eggers who did the witch and the lighthouse maybe ty west but like a lot of people haven't seen his other movies besides like x and pearl but i mean he just he makes fucking good movies i think peele's movies kind of transcend that a little bit like ben was saying like yeah. He's like, I don't think this movie's horror. I think it's definitely horror, but I think it also leans heavily into the mystery aspect because you're kind of like trying to also figure out what is going on. Like, what is this mystery? Like, what is happening with this family? A lot of the mystery is like you're you're trying to figure out what what are these creepy white people doing? You know, <laughs> um, 
Uh, it's a good movie. Like you guys said, performances, amazing. There's a couple of moments where you're kind of like dreading. You're like, oh shit, like Chris is screwed. But kind of what we talked about, like the ending is very rewarding because like for a lot of horror films, towards the end, you're like, I just want to see the good guy win <laughs> sometimes, you know? Like I don't need dread all the time. And I think this movie kind of gives you that little alleviation at the end of like, fuck, he went through so much. But like, he made it out and he kind of got the revenge and the just desserts and it's a little it's a little satisfying towards the like at the end you know you're like damn good for you chris yeah i'm gonna leave it at an eight i do think this is one that people need to watch it's a great movie if not just to be like watch this then you can go watch us then you can go watch nope and just kind of go through the whole uh filmography of uh jordan peele and be like there's a reason why he's uh, one of the best horror directors right now. So initially thinking about this movie, I was thinking a rating of a nine. Like I said, I think I had seen it once or uh, maybe twice, um, but I haven't seen it in a while. And I said this earlier, and I maintain this point. Uh, Jordan Peele does nothing in his movies on accident. If you think there's, if you think there's symbolism. In something that is on screen for two seconds, you're probably right. And to bring that point home, I'll 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 leave you with this, uh, so which I didn't even know, which I didn't even consider. Um, so at the beginning of the movie, Jeremy is seen wearing a knight's helmet. The helmet is also seen later when Chris gets in Jeremy's car. Jordan Peele explained that the helmet is representative of the family's connection to the ancient Knights Templar. The family, as well as various Caucasian guests that attend the party, are all members of an order which had broken away from the Knights Templar and spent centuries perfecting the coagula procedure in an effort to gain immortality. Now, a lot of people would just say, oh, it's just a scary helmet. Toss it off to the side. It's not. It's not. As a second piece... Uh, there's a thing where, you know, he, as Ben mentioned, he, you know, sticks the stuff from the chair into his ear. Well, they don't really make chairs out of that material. Um, they made one specifically for this movie so that he could do that so that he could save himself by literally picking cotton from the chair like that. And that is confirmed by Jordan Peele, the director. So like, you know, I think. The nice thing about this movie is it's not just a really great thriller horror movie, which it is. It very much is. It is like just a great movie in general. It's filled with symbolism if you want it. If you don't want it, it's, you know, you don't have to care about it. It's a really great thriller movie. Even if you know the outcome of the movie, you're still, in my opinion, like I was still, you know, like on the edge of my seat, you know, waiting for something to happen, you know, waiting for the all the events to culminate. Um, and so... You know, I think that this movie really has a lot for everybody, and it goes a lot deeper, as you said, uh, Dylan. It goes a lot deeper than just like the horror genre. So, I'm actually gonna bump it up. I'm gonna make it a ten out of ten. It's really good. It's worth a watch from I don't know, pretty much anybody. Is there anything that you watched lately besides Get Out that you would want to recommend? Oh, yeah, sorry, uh, sure. Across the Spider Verse. There you go. Oh, you saw it? Is it? It's, it's yeah. worth it. I've. Oh, it's, it's like banging. the number one movie on Letterboxd of all time. So. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's they. I mean, it's at least as good as the first one, if not better, honestly. So, yeah. 
Did you get to see it, Ben? I don't want to talk about it. Uh-oh. What? No. <laughs> oh. My only complaint is how it ends. I don't really like how it ends, but I understand why it ended how it did, but I don't really like it. Well, there's another one, right? Yeah. Okay. It's, I feel like it, it's got to end a little semi-open. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to put All more right, out no, there. Fine. But right, I'm fine. just. That's, I, that's my only complaint. Everything else was like, man, this is great. This is really great. This is good. So yeah, I would recommend that. Ben, anything? Uh, no. Um, here's my here's my whatever recommendations. Um, don't fly Frontier Airlines. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's just good general that's... life advice. Yeah, that's what I can advise you. Um, because there's no in-flight movies to watch and be able to enjoy, and also they'll cancel slash change your flights around and fun you'll also Oof. sit in a chair that's like a bus seat for four hours and just absolutely hate yourself so just don't do it sounds pretty bad my recommendation uh i, I recently watched this movie called seconds and if you liked this movie you might like that one it's um an old sci-fi thriller basically it's a unhappy middle-aged banker agrees to a procedure that will fake his death and give him a completely new look and identity, one that comes with its own price. And it stars like Rock Hudson, uh, very like claustrophobic feeling, like cinematography and stuff. Um, it's from 1966. Pretty, pretty horror, sci-fi, thriller-esque. Uh, it's it's kind of fucked. I, I would highly recommend it. Um, and it's very ahead of its time. I feel like that's my recommendation. If you enjoyed this, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram at Cocktails and Classics Pod. Hit up the new website, www.cocktailsandclassicspod.com.